This is Polykill, where two men, outnumbered by their games and at war with time, undertake the quest of defeating their lengthy backlogs. Please adjust your seat and prepare your ears for the banter of your hosts, Jake and Travis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Polykill Podcast, episode 65. I am one of your hosts, Jake. You can find me on social media, at the McAxel. That's Twitter and Instagram. With me, as always, is at TravPlaysGames. You can find him using that handle on Instagram and Twitter. And we have a very special guest today. That is true. We do have a very special pair of guests today. Now, I have talked to one of these guests before on a podcast and it was it was one of the highlights of the year because this guy is he's he's into the spreadsheets and I never thought I'd meet another man as into the spreadsheets as I was, in. and then of course we watched the pair of them on YouTube. Right, they do the pickup videos, and if you, if people are listening to this and they haven't guessed by now who this is with all these clues, yeah, they should know. Obviously, today we have the Q Dogs. Thanks for joining us, Q Dogs. Thank you. Hello. Hey, thanks for having us. No problemo. You guys are obviously affiliated with the Cartridge Club. That's how we came in contact with you. And then once we found you in the club, we found your YouTube channel and so forth. So tell us a little bit about how you got into the Cartridge Club and what your YouTube channel is all about. Okay. Yeah, Melissa is uh, <laughs> nodding towards me, so I guess I'll start. Um, we started our YouTube channel just kind of after watching or getting into watching retro I think retro video game people on YouTube for about, it was about a year. Yeah. We were watching people on there, kind of getting back into the hobby. Um, I had always collected video games, but not quite to the same degree as uh, once I discovered uh, a thriving community on YouTube. So after we went to our first uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo in 2013, I said, you know what, let's throw up a pickup video. What we grabbed, we had seen people doing pickup videos. Let's throw one up there and and see what happens and see if we can kind of, you know, introduce ourselves to the online community and see where that takes us. And uh, it was a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. And we decided to do a few more videos and then more videos. And now we do a weekly vlog uh, in the Q-Dog house uh, telling everybody what we've been doing and a little bit more uh, about how we're interacting with the club. Yeah, yeah. They're all great. They're all things I, I absolutely look forward to, especially in the Q-Dog house. I really appreciate how it's kept precisely to a five-minute video, which is why when Eric got on here and he said, I told the girls to be quiet for an hour, I knew the clock was ticking, and we have one hour for this podcast, Jake. <laughs> we cannot veer. He'll just stop talking when it beeps. Yeah. That's I right. That, you, yeah, right. You didn't right. see him put his timer on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Timer's going. Like, I, ima- I imagined it, to be honest. I imagined he just looked down. Hit, hit the screen on his phone. I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. We, so, we would never cut you guys off after that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, some other funny things before we get too far into the show. Some other funny things you guys have done. Um, one of them is was at our expense, which was a, uh, a short Cartridge Club commercial, little little ad slot that, you, that we hear featured in many a Cartridge Club commercials where you, and I want to say playfully, but who knows, uh, playfully confuse us with our rival podcast, Masters of Unlocking. But I got to say, it makes me laugh every single time I hear it. And I really, pre- it was, I was flattered to, to have been the target of that. I'm, I'm glad. I, I wasn't sure. And, and to be honest with you, Travis, that was, that was intended to be a polykill uh, ad. Uh, but uh, both of you and uh, um, Masters of Unlocking kind of came along and they quickly became uh, two of my favorite podcasts. So I kind of wanted to do... Um, I kind of wanted to mention those guys, but really that's that's supposed to be a polykill ad, and, and I wanted to kind of make it have as much fun with it as, as you guys do with your uh, with your stuff. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it was taken the right way. It was meant with uh, with love and admiration for uh, for polykill. Well, absolutely, yeah, it was certainly awesome. Yeah. All right, so we'll move along here to recent pickups and on the radar. <laughs> this is the section where we talk about the games that we've picked up or games that we're looking forward to pick up. And I'm just going to go first here because... Yeah, you go first. You I'm, have the big one. Oh, I'm so excited. And and it's great that Eric's here on the show with us today because he understands what a white whale is like in the old collection. Right. And while this oh, yeah. isn't quite, you know, this isn't a... Um, State what is it? A Riddick Bow Boxing or whatever the last Sega Master System game is uh, that you that you plugged <laughs> in there. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's certainly a big one. And I had to pull the trigger. The price was right. And so this is a game, Earthbound. I don't know if I've said it yet, but Earthbound for the Super Nintendo. Uh 
the price has been, you know, I remember when I first started collecting games, which, you know, I didn't, I wasn't one of those people that were lucky enough to start collecting, like, while the console was still around, mm. when when games were really cheap. I right. waited until my nostalgia hit, and along with everybody else. Right. And I'm the reason the prices got <laughs> big. Way to go. But um, the, the game, when, it, for, when I first started collecting, I was like, $110 for a game? That's dumb. I'll never, ever do it, ever in my life. That's so stupid. I'll just steal it before I pay that much for it, of course. <laughs> Well, it got up near $200 for, like, years. From late 2012 to, like, 2016, this game was up around 200 225 It was slowly clo- uh, closing in on 250 And I was like, well, window shut. Ship is sailed. It's gone. Yeah. But I think maybe just, like, I don't know if it's the Nintendo, you know, the, like, the, the, the minis that came out and just mm. emulation. The Raspberry Pi got huge and... Um, the, the eShop and all this other stuff. I right. think the prices, maybe people are able to play it. Yeah. Which is not the same as collecting it. But True. People who collect, we collect for two reasons, three reasons technically, to have, to play, and to show off. Correct. And <laughs> uh, not having the cartridge does nothing for me. So I had to have the cartridge, and it, it dropped to still more than that 110 that I talked about <laughs> years ago, but to a point where I was like, I got to snag it. So yeah. I snagged it, and I remember I was telling people that I bought the game that didn't care. Like, people that are kind of fringe mm. gamers, I'd be like, dude, I just, uh-huh. I got an Earthbound. They're like, go for you, buddy. Yeah. What is that? What do you, <laughs> why should I care? Why should I care? Like, is that, are you, is that a nursing home? Like, what is, what is an Earthbound? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, yeah. So, anyway, I finally got it, so I'm excited about it, if you can't tell. Nice. Looks good on the shelf, looks good in, in the Super Nintendo, plays mm. good. It was a real copy. Nice. Which is sometimes not something you get when you get an Earthbound, so. Fair. Happy to have it. Congrats. Congrats! Yeah, thank you, thank you so That's much. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What did you guys pick up? Because I'm Jake didn't pick up anything because he's not yeah. supposed to. Not supposed to, so I have it. And you guys went on a little trip, so tell us a little bit about the trip and what you came back with. Hold up, before we start, though, I wanna, I may as well voice it here. I wanna voice my support for Jake doing that. Uh, he traded one pre-order for another. Is that right? He traded one pre-order for buying. Um, no, I can't remember the yeah, game. I, I That's totally legit. Yeah. That's okay. totally legit in my mind. I appreciate so that. So I'm on your side on that one, Jake. <laughs> okay. That's good. That, that mean, that I just is, wanted to voice that. That's the ultimate seal of approval. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't mean it that way. I just meant, I've been <laughs> no. listening, I've been wanting to comment, but there wasn't a good point. Okay. Yeah. No, that's so, good. Like, so there you no go. One else I, is, I think that's totally fair. <laughs> okay. No one else has commented so anyway, for or against. Huh? So... Yeah, I think Eric could be, I mean, he's got a list of rules bigger than the, the Kelly Blue Book for how to beat a video game. If he gives you the seal of approval for how you can buy your games, I think it's good, Jake. I'll, 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 I go back on anything bad I said about it. I'm in full support. I'm glad you did it. No. <laughs> yeah, right. You've really turned him around. No, Eric. I know. I'm I just, convinced. Well, I, I was, uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah, we were recently at the uh, Midwest Gaming Classic, which is uh, an expo held. It was held in Milwaukee. First time. Uh, yeah. First time ever going there. A bunch of cartridge clubbers were there, and of course, uh, we grabbed uh, we grabbed some games. Yep. Right. Yep. So uh, you want to see here? No, yeah. we're not gonna. Are we gonna reveal everything? No, I don't want. No, because we got to save something. Yeah, for, our own, for our own, for our own, own channel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're, we're just gonna teasing. We're just teasing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give us one. So the, fr- the first thing was uh, actually. Uh, uh, it's Rocket Sauce, our friend Ryan, you know, from the Cartridge Club. He had arranged with a buddy of his to do, um, to get an Atari, Atari 2600 bundle. And both, uh, Musty Hobbit, you know, the famous, uh, also from the club, Musty Hobbit, and I were both expressed an interest. And so we kind of did a draft where we were, uh, we, we took the, the box of games and we, we, we each kind of went, Back and forth. We had each pulled like five or six out that we kind of wanted that neither one of the others was interested in. And then we went back and forth. So we did that at MGC. And so uh, that was a lot of fun, uh, grabbing some titles uh, from that Atari draft uh, with Musty Hobbit. Um, of those, I think the one I'm most excited about are, uh, I think it's called Basic Programming. It's Basic Programming on the Atari. Mm. Which I, I, I gotta I gotta see how this was done. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. like a programming cartridge for the Atari. So yeah, I don't know a, how they like pulled curiosity, that off. Yeah, yeah. I, so I'm definitely interested. I gotta clean them up first, you know. But uh, I'm definitely interested in popping that one in. And um, so I gotta ask: I is, I got, is that considered rare? I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen that pop up anywhere. Well, you know, I've never seen it anywhere, and it's not worth a lot. I don't know how rare it is, but uh, I don't, I've never seen it before. And so it was like the first one that drew my eye uh, when I saw the picture of uh, or the list of the games. 
And so um, I'm mostly curious from a, you know, from a technical standpoint, how they made a programming, you know, mm-hmm. basic is an interpreted programming language, how they made this interpreted programming language on a 2600, which has so little memory. I, I can't believe they could, they could do anything with it. But uh, I'm curious about it from a technical standpoint. And uh, I grabbed some shooters, I think uh, Galaxian. And I've been reading this book about the 100 greatest games from 1977 to 87. And, and that book covers a lot of Atari games. So I grabbed some stuff out of there. Um, and then, um, so that was a lot of fun. And then, uh, uh, again, our friend Ryan Gorman was talking to me about Star Soldier. We were talking about Star Soldier, which is a shoot 'em up series. And I, I've been on a big shoot 'em up kick. And so he told me there's a Star Soldier game on the N64. And so uh, I, I looked for I just added it to my list. And, and then somebody, I think Musty or, or Rocket or Sean or somebody found it there. And so I grabbed that. And then my lovely wife, <laughs> we found uh, a somewhat difficult uh, shoot 'em up to find on the Genesis called Raiden Trad. And initially, our, our primary negotiator, yes, your brother. my brother is the <laughs> negotiator for us when we go to these um, expos. He seems to, he's very friendly. People uh, are very talkative with him, and he strikes up a conversation. And then he asks for a really good deal, and they go, okay, sure. <laughs> well, well that's, this, that's, that's a good guy to have around. I, I never yeah. have the, the confidence of asking for too much of a deal. So that's always yeah. good to yeah, have around. Yeah, that's why. That's yeah, why, that's why that's he why does. He, does he, just, he just cuts the price in half. He's we like, we just kind of go up to the tables and we say, okay, this is what we want, this is what we want. And then we walk away and, <laughs> and let him does. wheel and deal. I so what it. happened this time? So this one table wasn't having it. I don't know if he didn't like my brother or it was just too early in the day or what. But like 10 minutes, 15 minutes before the show ended, I said, I'm going to go back and see if it's still there. And so I went back and I played it cool and I looked at it and there were two guys at the table and I had gone to a different guy than my brother did and asked them if they would take um, a certain amount. We asked for about $15 less than posted price. And um, he was like, well, let me see. And he called some, he had to call somebody or whatever. And (laughs) then I said, I had cash. And he said, yes. Yeah. Wow. So initially he was only going to do five for your yeah. brother, and he took fifteen off for you. So nice, so awesome. excellent. Got that game. Re- really happy about that. Or of attrition on that poor guy. You just waited him out. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep, that's what I'm hoping. Well, we also heard that that table had had a big deal, like had sold uh, several like thousand dollars plus sale in, yeah. in the wow. interim. So maybe he was feeling a little bit more generous. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. You know, the mm-hmm. best haggle story that I have personally was an accident. Because I went up to a booth at MAGFest, and I swore that I only had $10. I swore I did. I thought I had, because I had a 20, I got a 20 out of the ATM, and I was pretty sure I bought a shirt. I don't know. Uh I I thought I did. And so I'm talking to a guy about a game, and he's selling it for $15. And I say, ah, that's a bummer, man. I only have 10. And he mulls it over, and he thinks about it, and he... You know, he's got his hands around his mouth. He's kind of thinking. And he's like, all right, man, I think I could probably do 10. And then I go in my wallet, and all I have is a 20. So I have to hand him oh, a 20. <laughs> and he just gives me this, this sad, like, just, he's not happy with me look. But we've sort of agreed to the deal. And I, I felt so bad. I was like, you can keep some of it. He's like, no, just take your game. So I got, wow. I got caught. In, That's in a, a rough one. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awkward. Yeah. So. But yeah. It is a good, it's a good gimmick if you're honest. You know, if, if you're honest, yeah. 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 Well, that, yeah, yeah, I always feel guilty about, you know, negotiating down and then pulling a big wad of cash, <laughs> yeah. you know, out of my, yeah. okay, uh, we got it down to five bucks. Okay, let me get these 20s out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, good, good call, though. Yeah, you're Yeah, not. so I, I wanted to, before we move on, um, I, I, I found it kind of interesting because, like Eric, you said that uh, you picked up this programming cart for the 2600, right? Um, yeah. So... When I was probably eight, my grandparents got me an Atari XE. I don't hear many people talk about this console. It's pretty quiet. I don't think it had a, had a massive impact. But it had this um, programming console built into it, and it came with this ring-bound book that was probably three inches thick, and it just had rows and rows and rows and rows of commands where you could make this thing do like the most rudimentary stuff, just like make sounds. 
or uh-huh. make a harmonizing sound. But like me and my dad, it had a keyboard, and me and my dad would just sit around this thing with this book and just type in rows and rows of code just to get to go beep. <laughs> and we thought yeah, it was yeah. so cool. But uh, I'm really interested in that uh, cartridge you picked up. That that sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't tried it out yet, but I'm curious to uh, to give it a shot. I think the XE is a little more powerful, yeah. so it probably could do more stuff. But it had uh, a light gun with it. Um, yeah, which was pretty cool back in the day. Is is that the one with like the the 1980s like pastel color buttons on it? It is. Yep. Yeah, I, I think I know the system you're talking about, but yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, it's uh yeah I I think you're right I don't think uh, I didn't know anybody who had one but yeah, that's I had cool. one yeah, yeah. I, it's crazy that like I don't know like I not hugely involved in the retro scene and I don't do a lot of deep dives into like forums and videos and stuff but I just never hear this one come up I mean you, yeah you yeah. told me about it and I thought I was entrenched in the retro scene <laughs> yeah. it's like an Atari what dude you didn't have that there was the Jaguar there was the seven you're like yeah. no and I looked it up and I'm like yeah it's the weirdest thing ever like you said it has pastel buttons it looks like every button represents a color of a golden girl yeah and then <laughs> yeah the, yeah the cartridge <laughs> slot is at a weird angle like I don't know what they were going mm-hmm. for but it looks cool I mean if I find one I'd pick it up that was pretty neat that was pretty neat all right so that does, does that do it for the pickups there in the good old Milwaukee yeah Awesome. Well, yeah. I'm hoping next year I can go to that. If it wasn't for the Chicago trip coming up that everybody should go to, I uh, would have totally made it out to Milwaukee. <laughs> but I can only make two Midwest trips a year. That's pretty far for us Virginia folk. I mean, you're Portland, yeah. so it's not, I mean, but still, it's a, it's a decent it's a decent haul off the mountain with our buggies and horses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have family in that area, right? So it's, it's, it's easy enough for us to fly in Chicago, you know, see our folks or whatever. And then, and that's what we did. We just drove up to, uh, uh, we just drove from Chicago to Milwaukee. And the Chicago thing coming up, again, we, we always have a trip in the summer for Chicago. So we'll just we'll just tie it in with that. Perfect. All right. So, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Cool. All right, let's take this into uh, games on the radar. Now, I looked at the schedule for April 23rd through May 6th, and I didn't see a lot of things that excited me. And, of course, we don't have to stick to that time frame. So what are some games coming out here in the future, whether they be near future or far future? Say September. Say well, Let's say September. What are some games oh, coming geez. out in September that you might be interested in? No, okay, so I, I missed – t- I'll take the blame. I missed the uh, April 23rd through May 6th part. You must not have even read my notes. No, I read it. I just thought you were waiting. Too far ahead, so I, I pulled it back a month. We don't we don't have to talk about that. No, it's fine because you guys are only on out. the show once every you know ever. So yeah. talk about the games you want to talk it. about. I actually wanted to talk about this one, so so go ahead. Let's talk about it. Go ahead, Melissa. Talk about that. All right, so I'll go first. So I'm interested in the Spyro Reignited um, collection, um, and it's funny because I don't. I wouldn't say that I get very excited for games that are coming out. They're yeah. just few and far between. But I really like Spyro. I, we have it um, on the original PlayStation, and I've played it, and I never finished it. And so that's always oh. kind of bugged me. So when I saw that this was coming out and how good it looked, I was like, we need to get this. Yeah. And Eric thinks it's funny because he's like, okay, well, I need to get this one. I'm like, no, no, we just need to get Spyro. We yeah. need to get anything else. We just need to like pre-order <laughs> it and get it on day yeah, one. Yeah, she wants to pre-order and, it. you know, then I can play it. <laughs> Hey, right, right. Yeah, whatever makes you happy. I mean, I, I thought it looked really good. I, I yeah. think I think the sprite, or not the sprite at this point, the uh, the character model for Spyro looks really, really good. Like they've been sitting on that for a long time because, mm-hmm. like, that might have been the whole reason they they even made the the reignited series is that someone doodled that that Spyro reimagination. They're like, we have to do the whole games now. Yeah. That looks good. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, did you? So did you? Were you interested at all in the Crash uh, series that just re-released? Or well, I, I'm somewhat. Eric is interested in that, so that's why we're kind of. He's kind of like, if you get Spyro, I'm getting Crash. Fair and enough. I was like, well, okay, I guess so. Is coming Crash to is pretty good. So there you go. I'm trying. I'm trying to pull back or, or reduce the number of times I rebuy games. Um, but these are far enough ago. You know, like when they make. The PS3 version, and then they make a remaster PS4, and I've done that, right? I have The Last of Us, right, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. But this one's old enough that I do maybe I kind of want the Crash, and now that Spyro's coming out, I kind of tie them together. So I think <laughs> we're going to have to get both. So yeah, I'm interested in your opinion on that the the whole playing a remaster versus the original edition because I I sort of have that <laughs> hang up too, where it's like, well, why buy this? reignited series when i have the original three i could just play through and then i've played them in their purest form but at the same time you know new and fresh art and playing it while everyone's kind of excited about it is is good too 
Where do you stand yeah. on that, Q Dog? Do you uh, do you even like to even play the remasters? I, I'm I'm completely torn because uh, I, I I really have an appreciation for the originals, like you said. But when it comes down to it, if I have the remaster, especially if it's an HD, if it's a game that was originally you know standard def and is now HD, I will almost always play the the remaster uh, just because I can't go back to the old. Uh, the old graphics. Now, in this case, we've already played all three of the PlayStation 1 Spyro games. So, this is definitely like a repurchase. It's not like we're even going to experience them for the first time. Yeah. But, Melissa will. Okay, Melissa will because she never completed them. <laughs> I, actually, I agree. I'm I think torn. The, I think the PlayStation era is, is a great console for remasters. And that's sort of where mm-hmm. I'm at because they, you know, they remade the uh, Resident Evil for the GameCube. And it, it was so much better, so much more clarity. And I could you know see what was going on. The contrast yeah. was better. And that's why I'm hoping they remaster too as well, so that um, like once again I can enjoy that. So, yeah, I think I think that that era, that N64 PS1 era, that's where I want remasters, and anything after that I might go for the original. Okay. I think yeah. too, like with the re- sometimes with the remaster too, they put in some um, different options, you know, like for saving or on yeah. the level and stuff too, which that's makes true. it a little bit easier personally for me to play. Yeah, right, like I, I don't have that. to run through a large section you know there's there'll be an extra save for me or whatever right that makes sense i think the biggest thing for me on those remasters is the updated control schemes because we've gotten used to or at least i have oh, two sticks and not used you've had to, to move around yeah two sticks mm-hmm. or the button layout or you know extra bumpers or whatever and you go back to the old like it's kind of like you trying to play uh jet force gemini you know it was tough it's it's difficult to go back to those pre-dual stick controls for a you know a shooter or an action game and yeah. just having that same game move to that new control scheme is a big bonus for me. True that. All right. So that sounds fun. Is there anything else uh, on the Q Dog Horizon? I don't know. Do we, I don't know if we want to. Ma- I put down Yakuza Two, <laughs> Kiwami Two. All right. That's way out there. And so I guess you know the only thing I'll say about it is I don't even know much about this series, but everybody's been talking about it, and so I kind of put it on my radar. Um, I looked at the list. I guess, you know, I'm getting to a point now where I have so much in my backlog that I don't know. I don't know going forward. <laughs> I, we, we're, we're trying to cut back, really. And so there's a couple things, you know. Um, so that was the best I came up with, and I'm not even. Uh, <laughs> well, don't let it stretch you I'm out, man. Even, it's all good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually curious <laughs> about the Yakuza series, too. So I, if I can find a good starting point, because I think there, there's a bunch I didn't even know about. So Yeah. I would I would con- confer with Miles. He's a, he's a Yakuza expert. He's a Yakuza fan. All right. I'll, everybody should know to, to <clears throat> consult with the flock of nerds, Miles, to, to get your mm-hmm. Yakuza info. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I think he just picked up six, right? I think he did. Was that it? Yeah. Six just came out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure so, he did. Yeah, somebody yeah, he, did. He made this uh, commitment like I did not to buy games, and he's just snatching <laughs> them up left and right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jake, what happened last time? Let's check it out. Previously on Polykill, Jake returns from a brief hiatus with a few beats, including Super Hot and Final Fight 2. Trav teamed up with Briz to finish Outlast 2, and he continues to plug away at Persona 5. Jake shares his thoughts on Sea of Thieves while putting time into PUBG and Fortnite. In tournament-style fashion, the hosts clean a few stragglers out of the backlog for the topic of Nisgarge. And we're back. Good episode last time, Jake. A little bit of PUBG, a little bit of Fortnite. It was good having you back. Yeah, well, good to get back in the old saddle again. <laughs> then we uh, we kicked some games off the old backlog there, tournament-style. Yeah, we did. Got rid of them. Have you, have you thought about them since? Not, not in the slightest. Good. That's yeah. good. That's good. They're old news now. <laughs> old news. All right. Well, let's move into games that we knocked off the backlog this time around. I'll go first. Why yeah, not? Go uh, Final Fight Double Fisting is written down here. <laughs> right. But it was obviously Final Fight Double Impact. Double Fisting, I think, is the game. No, 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 no. no. That's not, that's not a game. Double Fisting sounds like a better game to oh, me. it's definitely a game. <laughs> it sounds like a song. Good Lord. <laughs> Depends, <laughs> depends on the level of consent. Uh, anyway, Jake, have yeah. you ever teamed up with the mayor to kick everyone's ass you find in, to help him get his daughter back? No, but I think that happened in an episode of Portlandia. Okay. Well, it certainly happens <laughs> in Final Fight. Okay. And so I didn't know what I was getting into with Final Fight Double Impact. It was a 
Game Pass download thing. Mm-hmm. Just saw it. I was like, I like Final Fight and Double Impact or Fisting, and this right. game sounds fun. Let's do that. <laughs> Twice the Fisting. <laughs> well, it turns out it's t- it features two games. Okay. And the, the other game isn't anywhere in the title. You can barely even see it on the box. Wild. But it's it's basically two arcade ports. One's Final Fight, and one is Magic Sword. Magic Sword wasn't even a game I was familiar with. Sure. The Q-Dogs, yeah. have you heard of Magic Sword? It's, it was evidently a, um, a arcade game is popular evidently no nope okay. sorry there, there it is alright <laughs> well it's it's not a bad time I mean there it's arcade version so there's, there's infinite continues that's always helpful it's helpful but it gets boring after a while oh for sure I like having the thread of game over see I don't you don't like no. that well I, I like having I don't thread. like game overs <laughs> but it was nice to actually see the through these games yeah otherwise I wouldn't have been able to right I, that's the point if you want to get to the end of them and don't want to just feed the machine quarters on like this is the way to do it right so to consider this a beat I just played through both games and said okay now I've officially beat Final Fight Double Impact because I beat both games on the there you go on the game but uh, use lots of continues though. lots of continues oh yeah yeah Fair absolutely uh, my tip for that was just keep on playing it keep on playing know. it don't stop believing you can't I mean if you the only way to <laughs> yeah basically the yeah. only way to not beat it is to put it down and go away okay so but uh yeah all right who else beat something uh jake did you i didn't uh, you know because yeah, uh life kind of sucks right now and like the only time i've wanted to play a game is is when i want to be kind of just hang out with some friends so haven't done that either but <laughs> i uh managed to get a little overwatch time in last night and that's the first game i played I guess since getting you know last weekend, wow. um, so well, way to bring us all down here. Oh, hey, yeah, uh, that's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm enjoying the the PVE stuff uh, in Overwatch. It's always a blast. They brought back the archive from last year, and they've got a new one for this year, and um, it's just fun to play through. You know, just basically horde mode, but for Overwatch. That seems mindless and fun. It's you know, there's some strategy to it, but you you gotta have a good team. Okay. Well, for games mm-hmm. that were completed, we're yeah. going to uh, move on to the Q Dog House. What's getting beat in the Q Dog House? Newt. You want to go, Melissa? Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> I'm not beating anything. Oh, no. There's one in I every know. household, it seems. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, understand. I've kind of got um, a couple games that I'm playing that, are, that aren't quick to beat, so... That's why, and yeah. plus, uh, we were, we've been getting ready for Midwest, so I haven't had much yeah. game time playing. Uh, everyone's got excuses, yeah. it seems. Yep. <laughs> well, and and part okay. And I'm taking over. The yeah, TV. you're taking over the TV, so you can tell say. them what you've been. Yeah, beating. okay. Well, I I don't know. This this is old. I mean, these are the two most recent games I've completed, and I think it's been several weeks now. So. Uh, the first one I'll mention is The Last of Us on PS4. That was a Cartridge Club game for uh, March. Was it March? Yeah. That was a Cartridge yeah. Club game for March. I've been waiting to play that for like, that's been on the backlog since it came out. And so I um, finally got through that. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I still have the DLC to play, but the main game I finished. Uh, the one, uh, ironically or, or surprisingly, uh, not ironically, surprisingly perhaps, I'm, I'm more excited about is Adventure. Uh, for the 2600. Yeah, it is surprising. Um, this is, so I, so apparently, I mean, so apparently it's, it's been in the news or it's been on people's mind lately because of the movie Ready Player One. Mm. Now, I think I had commented to, to some people that I wanted to kind of give it a shot, uh, before that or before I was aware that it was part of Ready Player One. And I already had the game, which by the way has shot way up in price. Um, but, uh, Travis, you mentioned my, my rules before. And, and one of my rules for beating a game or completing a game is, uh, uh, beating the game is to, uh, play it with the power on default settings. And it turns out that the power on default settings for adventure are very, a very easy game mode. Ah. So I, I decided to sit down. I read the manual. I'm like, okay, this is what I got to do. Sat down five minutes later. I was uh, victorious. Five minutes. So I may go back. Wow. I may go back and play the harder modes, but uh, I thought it was time to uh, give Adventure a spin and uh, see what it was like. And, and it was not unenjoyable, uh, but a very simplistic uh, game in the, in the first uh, with the first game mode. Yeah, it doesn't so, quite live up really, to its name. No, it was not. It was not really uh, too adventurous. Uh, most of the game consisted of navigating through a very simple maze, but. Uh, yeah. Um, and actually, didn't our daughter then? And then our daughter, who's six, copied well me. And, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that'll tell you how easy it is. I think the the 
later game uh, variations, as they're called, I think, on the Atari are, are much more complicated, uh, much more difficult. I have actually but, never. Uh, I can check it off. I was going to say, I've actually never beaten an Atari 2600 game. This sounds like my inroad to actually getting one under the belt, but uh, sounds like you oh, recommend yeah. playing it on a little bit of a higher difficulty to get some get the full appreciation. Well, yeah, and I yeah, I would say Adventure Superman, which apparently is also based on or made with the same game engine as Adventure, uh, is another one that you could probably sit down and beat uh, in under you know a half an hour or so. So yeah, I'd say one of those two. Yeah, if you're looking for a twenty six hundred game, th- those two I would definitely recommend. Yeah, I don't dabble in those often because we are sort of a podcast about beating games. I, I feel bad wasting my time on these high score type games, which are, there are a lot of in on the Atari. You, you just kind of play until you get a high score and, and lose all your lives and that's kind of it there's really no end screen so it's exciting to know that there's some games that I can actually beat oh yeah and Haunted House Haunted House is another one I mean these games have distinct endings so yeah absolutely cool good to know alright that takes us into the hashtag just beat it section yep people around the or Twitter sphere take a picture or a screenshot of the game they beat hashtag it with hashtag just beat it do a little bit of a shamana maybe moonwalk across their living room and then tweet this out and then we read it here and uh, make fun of them a little bit so I'll go first okay Cliff Hikes at Cliff Hikes finished Final Fantasy 15 and hated it he also beat <coughs> Mega Man and he finished Inside which he loved because finishing Inside is pretty sweet <laughs> it is <laughs> Pretty cool. It's always best in size. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Two, thumb, two thumbs up. <laughs> uh, so much to do with that joke. All right. Matt Bandy, at X Matt Bandy X, whose famed sex move requires a top turnbuckle, good aim, and lots of salve, finished Sonic the Hedgehog on Game Gear, <laughs> Castlevania Order of Ecclesia, and Witch and Hero. Well, that is quite a move. Yeah. Quite a move. Wow. Uh, good lord. <laughs> yeah. Good aim. <laughs> Good, great aim. Yeah, you got to have good aim. Uh, I have never finished Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Gear, and I know it was the Cartridge Club Portable Game of the Month, I, I think. Right? It was. Yeah, okay. still, yeah still it still is, is for yeah, April. Yeah, it still is. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. I was like, did I make that up? Okay, but yeah. Um, but I had it, I, I remember the first time I'd seen that game, it was on a school bus. And I didn't really have my finger on the pulse. I didn't know if I knew what a Game Gear was. But I saw a kid playing a Game Boy with a colored screen, yeah, and I was like, like, dude, what is that? <laughs> And that game has been on my mind for 25 years. You should play so it. I should probably play yeah. it. You should play it. Yeah. yeah. I think about how how much my mind was blown on the bus that yeah, day. And, and get like a 24-pack of AA batteries. Yeah. Like <laughs> triple D batteries. They're huge batteries. Massive. Yeah. It's like you have to have like three car batteries on your lap to yeah. play a game here. <laughs> you have a backpack. Yeah. Yeah. You just walk around the backpack. All right. Who's next? Uh, Josh Leslie at Frantic Society, who chugs lava lamps as a party trick and is this episode's supreme poly killer, woo, completed mm-hmm. The Last of Us, Thomas Was Alone, Kingdom Hearts, and Oxenfree. All right. Wow. Woo. Well, Good job. What would happen if you chugged a lava lamp? It's just mineral oil, right? It wouldn't, you know, just make you go to the bathroom, right? It wouldn't, right. I mean, it would make oh, yeah. subsequent There's meals. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think there's, like, lava lamp challenges, too. Really? You could just, no. yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. I need I need to get on yeah. YouTube more. I should do that. Yeah, just do that. Put some time. Yeah, you should it. do it on yeah. and film it. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we we should do a, a just beat it read off while we're taking hits off a lava lamp that's yeah. still plugged in. <laughs> All right, sounds let's, perfect. Let's restock that log, Jake. Restocking the log. Restocking the log. Uh, I've already talked about Earthbound. Yeah, uh, but that's what I'm restocking my log with. Um, I guess the one reason that so I bought it for a completely different reason because right. I'm a collector and. I guess I wasn't. I didn't feel poor enough, so I, I bought that game. But now, I'm, but it is a classic, and it's obviously among the most beloved games for that system, and maybe ever, you know, definitely ever. in terms of RPGs. Yeah. It has a weird history; like it didn't sell well, and and it's really not it's as the Boondock Saints of RPGs. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't sell well, and and it's not really rare. It's just pricey to yeah. piss people off. Really. Correct. You think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how mm-hmm. it works, but it's, it, it made me mad. Yeah, there's some guy <laughs> on the internet that says, let's piss people off today. And just it's an up arrow and the price goes up on it. Yeah, the the, the eBay dude. Yeah. There's like one guy, he just, right. just saw the prices. It's the guy from MySpace who's looking over his shoulder at you. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I've dabbled with this game in the past, and but my general rule is that any high dollar game that enters my collection must be played to completion. Oh, there you such go. Such as a Chrono Trigger or some Ooh. others that I've played in the past. That there you go. If it's if it makes if I feel guilt buying it because it costs so much, you need I, to validate that purchase. I better put I better put the time in and beat it. So that's so smart. It's coming up on the Good back. Call. Yeah. All right. What are you restocking log with there? Well, you know, as uh, things go, it's still not buying games, but uh, if you recall from that uh, Target story last episode, um, the three games that we got as the three Musketeers, the three Amigos, Trace Hombres, however you want to look at us, Briz, you and I, we went to Target, I got Assassin's Creed Origins, he got Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, and you got Far Cry 5. I got the PS4 version. You got the PS4 version of that. <laughs> um, but interestingly enough, I ended up with Puffinstein 2, the new cannabis. Now that sounds, because it's 420. It's 420. It's coming up. 420 Blazer. That'd be a good go. game to play. 420 Blazer. Yeah. You could play Puffinstein 2 on 420. Absolutely. Okay. That's the plan. But anyway, Wolfenstein 2, new Colossus. That's the game that, that uh, that's added to my backlog. Um, just borrowing it from Brian, didn't purchase it. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to play this. I, there was a lot of positive reception around that upon release. Um, I know a lot of people that you know played it in the clubs that it had some really great moments and some really standout stuff. And it's you know sort of like in my uh, vein of a narrative story based first person shooter. I love alternate history. I loved the first Wolfenstein. I like the, the the old blood. So I'm excited to play it. Yeah, it's very high octane, and, and yeah. from all accounts, uh, people are saying it's better than any of the, you know, the new blood, the old order, whatever, the new order, you the old reverse, blood. but we knew what you meant. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. pe- people like it better than those, so I'm excited to hear what you think. Same. Wow. All right. Uh, what about the Q-Dog house? What's getting back on the log? Okay, so apparently uh, <laughs> what I'm putting uh, back in the log is open beer. Now, that sounds like a good time. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a really good time. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, of course, that refers to Odin Sphere. Ah. This was an old cartridge club game that uh, I, I had to put aside, and I want to get back to uh, from earlier this year. And then, surprisingly, uh, another one that I couldn't get into is Fart Cloud. <laughs> you couldn't uh, get into that? Couldn't get into <laughs> Fart Cloud, but... Uh, hard to get out of. That's kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, like, in a Walmart so, yeah. run, you yeah. know? It's just like, ah, yeah. festival. trapped with my buggy and my things. I can't just run away. So, yeah, I'm going to... Pinch, pinch, hold my nose and dive back into that one, which is, of course, Dark Cloud. Uh, right. I'm playing the uh, – P- I think it's only on PS2. Yes. Um, another old Cartridge Club game I want to I wanna go back and finish up. And then uh, Blaster Master Zero, ah. which uh, is a, uh, a Switch uh, downloadable game I bought back when we first bought our Switch. And I played it a bunch when we were on a trip, came home from the trip, and never picked it up again. So I have a question because Jake, Which, you've played a little bit of that, and not uh, halfway through it. Yeah, it sounds like uh, uh, Q Dog is is at least knows a bit about it if he's not already started it. Is it a reimagining of the first one, or is it supposed to be a sequel or a prequel? Like I'm talking about the one that was on the NES. Uh, that I don't know. Nobody knows. Okay. I, I think I have never played the one on the NES, okay. but from what I can tell, it is not. It is a reimagining of the NES version. Okay. All right. Cool. Good to know. I, I think because uh, the story seems very similar. I, I don't think they're making it. Uh, anyway. Okay. I, I've been trying to compare it, but yeah, it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. Great. Got to get back to it. Okay, and then I am playing. What well, what I plan to play is the Legend of Zelda. Handsome sour ass. Because <laughs> uh, that's gross um, in a nutshell. I love me a handsome sour ass. You know that's yeah. Uh, I know it. Don't I know it? <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, a Mr. Cute Dog there sounds like he could he could yes. potentially be a handsome sour ass on occasion if you if you cross yeah, him or you yeah, beat yeah. a game you by cheating or something. You don't know the half of it. I don't know what sour means there, but I'll take the other two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I played um, Wind Waker HD. On the Wii U. Right, okay. And I've talked to Curtis uh, Freisel from the CC Portable about this. Uh, and he says that the um, this Legend of Zelda um, Phantom Outer Glass is uh, really good, too. And so I kind of want to... I really liked that Wind Waker HD. And so I kind of want to sink my teeth into another Zelda. So. Right on. And this one's portable. So Yes. There you uh, go. I actually played that one, too, and I really liked it. Um, the other one for the Nintendo DS is Spirit Tracks, and that one I couldn't hate more. So that's definitely okay. the yeah. better of the two to play. It's, <laughs> it's l- l- less annoying, but certainly still a good game. Okay. Cool. 
Good to know. All right. Uh, speaking of other things that are not very annoying, we have a Caltech ad coming up. Take it away. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Cowden Technologies, LLC. Cowtech focuses on product development in robotics, web apps, mobile apps, home automation, or some combination of the above. To learn more or to start a conversation about your future product or idea, send an email to info at cowden.tech. This is info at C-O-W-D-E-N dot tech. All right. Thank you, Melissa, and thank you, Cowden Tech. If you like what you're hearing so far, it's probably because the Q dogs are here, and yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they're not I don't always know. here. <laughs> but if you'd like more Q dogs, you can check them out on YouTube. Otherwise, you can check us out on Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash polykill podcast. That is, if you're still on Facebook, we know a lot of you left, but uh, we're still there. Yeah. Uh, cartridgeclub.org is where you can find us, all of our friends, the Q dogs, all the podcasts in the Cartridge Club, and so forth. Get on there and holler at us on the forum. And that's cartridgeclub.org. That's short for orgasm. Orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Messed you up there, Jake. Uh, polykill.com is uh, where we keep all of our stuff about two weeks late. Uh, polykillpodcast yeah. at gmail.com is where you can hit us up, and we'll respond within about two weeks. Spotify <laughs> Give up, or take. updates instantly. I didn't even know you responded. Yeah, uh, oh, but do, wait. Did you send us something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe. Spotify is where uh, a lot of things are, including ourselves. <laughs> we are also now. A lot of music and then us. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and an old podcast. Uh, please rate us on iTunes or whatever servers you use. That's the most important thing you can take away from any podcast is please just go there and <laughs> click a star. Yeah. That's all That's all you got to do. And then YouTube.com forward slash podcast is... Uh, where you can basically watch this the thing that you're listening to. Yeah. What does, what does <laughs> that say? You said just forward slash podcast. <laughs> just, you know, you have a better <laughs> chance there of landing on a good podcast. Uh. But that's it. That's the self-plug. So please check us out on stuff. It. In the meantime, that takes us into the foreplay, the games we're grinding on, games that we're playing on. Jake, you've talked a little bit about Overwatch. A second ago, you talked a little bit about Overwatch. Yeah. But is that all you're working on? You know, I I can't say I'm even working on Overwatch. It's just a friend of mine's like, hey, you want to play Overwatch? I'm like, yes, I'll play with you. Like, that's kind of how it went. Mm. Um, I think that in terms of what I'm playing now, my my brain level is just kind of low. I'm tired. Work is kind of a pain. Life is kind of stressful. Once again, I'm bringing this You're down. You're bringing the podcast bringing way, way, way down, down right now. Please. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> What I need is, uh, when I'm playing a game, is I don't need a lot of upfront business. I don't want to just, you know what What does that mean? What does that mean? (laughs) That means I don't want to start a game and watch a 20-minute cinematic and go through a four-hour tutorial. That's what retro games are all about, baby. You just get in there and start jumping. Right. But that's, like, my my drug for that has been Fortnite. Fair enough. Because it's, you can hop in and... Boom, you're in a match. Or fourth then, meal. Yeah, fourth meal. Yeah, which, what is, which is the, the Taco Bell remedy. Yes. That's right. That's what you need. Absolutely. But That'll so, get your energy up. That's yeah. what you need, yeah. Jake. You're so sad right now. If you had more fourth meal, you'd be all smiles mm-hmm. right now. You'd also have had to take two bathroom breaks throughout this podcast. Correct. <laughs> but you'd be in a good <laughs> But you'd it'd be, be worth it. It'd be worth it. It'd be so worth it. You'd be in better spirits. I'm not in bad spirits. It sounds like bad spirits. Not, well, I mean, there are bad spirits all around. You me. have sour spirits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Handsome sour spirits. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like that's that's it. Like I do plan to like um, in the next few days to get cranking on the old uh, Wolfenstein two, um, but so far I've not. Okay, I, well thanks for being sassy about it. Yeah, uh, I've yeah. been playing Enema Five. Yeah, it's my fifth Enema. This time I went full coffee. <laughs> full coffee. Wow. Just kidding. Uh, Excites just, the bowel. <laughs> well, yeah, that's one way to put it. No, Persona Five. And again, this is the thirteenth time it's been on the show. It's really hard to sabotage that word. <laughs> right. And we had not had Enema yet, so it was good to have that on the show. There we go. But I thought I had gotten really close to beating this game. I remember this. I've, I'm a hundred and some hours in. I'm like, let's wrap it up. Right. Okay. I, I'm still loving it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but it's yeah. like I'm ready to play the other 52 games I put on my backlog. <laughs> Since just, you started it. Yeah, I was like, let's just, let's just get this over with. Yeah. So I conferred with our friend Miles, who has beaten the game, right. and I said, hey, I just passed this part. I'm about done, right? And he, he laughed hysterically. He laughed hysterically. <laughs> and oh, he boy. said, no, no, no. You got like 20 more hours. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, oh, yeah, I said that. I said, Jeez, oh, Pete. <laughs> and uh, I, I, have, I do feel deflated. Like, I've mm. sort of been like, it kind of deflated me a little bit because I, I thought I was about done and I had Far Cry on the horizon. Mm. And so I've not been putting as much time in Persona because I've been wanting to get that Far Cry play, play some Far Cry 5. So speaking of Far Cry 5, 
Jake, you remember that time you got abducted by a religious cult and was held captive in the woods of Montana for weeks on end? It was Oklahoma, but yeah. Oh, right, of course. Well, that's basically Far Cry. Okay. Five. And it feels a lot like Far Cry. That's what I really like about it is that it's still a Far Cry game. Okay. But it's um it's zanier than I expected. Does okay. that make sense? So when you saw the previews for this game, you saw the trailer, you saw like it panned in from the woods, this guy gets shot in the back and it zooms in on a church and this guy's getting his head rung into this church bell and it right. seems dark and ominous and like a reflection of modern US political climate and, and the disparity between groups of people. Uh, it's not like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very much... It's more of a cartoony version of that. Okay. Which is fine. I mean, that's more uplifting and fun, right? We should all... Right. Like it's the, more escapist. Certainly. That That's sort of the criticisms that I read. It was just like it, it seemed to be a little bit... Um, at odds with its marketing. Yeah, and that's not to say it's a bad game. Sure. It's still polished, mechanically sound. I love the guns. I love the, the amount that's in the game. It's beautiful. Ubi don't make no trash. Ubi don't make no trash. <laughs> except for except for uh, except Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah, that was that, that was, one. That was garbage. It's that was absolute shit. That was hot garbage. But no. Um, the, another thing that bothers me about the game, though, while we're talking about things Talk that about bother it. me. Talk about it. They, they found a way to put zombie enemies in the game. Don't do that. I'm tired of zombies. I'm over it. Make a smart AI that I have, you know, yeah. don't just have the excuse of a zombie in a game right. just to give me something to headshot. Yeah. And that's what, you know, that's, it's, it's, that's the silly part of it. But the rest of it's good. Thematically, not as gritty, but mm. still a fun, mm. great game. I okay. love it. I love it. Giggity. I thought everybody loved a zombie. I just, I did. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm. Over zombies for some reason. I don't yeah, know what it is. So many zombie games. <laughs> well, I think you know, starting with boy, it's hard to say where it started, but was I it think Left 4 Dead? That, I think Left 4 Dead was started the big wave of that, and then like Call of Duty, World at War added yeah. in zombies mode, and then ever since then, like pretty much every other Call of Duty has a zombies mode. Left 4 Dead, day, uh, uh-huh. freaking what's that uh, Microsoft one where they got like a lot of uh, fuck shit. <laughs> <laughs> what's the name of this game? Days of uh, something. Days End, Days of there was like there was like Zombie U also oh, on the Wii U. Yeah. But what's the one? The one's coming it's, out. It's made by Capcom. There's, it's, there's oh, been uh, four uh, of them. Uh, Rising, Dead Rising, Dead Rising. Yeah, I got oh, it. Oh, Dead Rising. Rising. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's there's zombies everywhere. Yeah, and it's the thing Walking is Walking Dead. Walking Dead Walking is another one. It, there's just a lot of zombie themed games. And the thing is, I've not ever hated a zombie game I've played. I'm just. Um, I don't know, some different. I just it's sort of like me with Marvel movies. I don't hate them. I'm just kind of like, all right, I, let's. Can I have something else, please? Right, and and I just don't think they fit this theme. We're out in the Fair. woods with cults. Why are there zombie Fair. people? This is a little strange. Hmm. Are they drinking like some Kool Aid to make them crazy or something? They, they are they... being poisoned. Well, well, I mean, yeah, but still, <laughs> they're not drinking the Kool Aid. They're <laughs> I, I being poisoned. That's fine. It's in the water system. Whatever. So anyway, so that's that's Far Cry Five for me. Um, okay. I'll just keep going. Why not? Yeah. Well, you, I, I got stop. a lot of energy right don't now. Don't stop. I got a lot of energy. Champions of your ass, Jake. Champions of your ass? Uh, yes. Oh, Champions there of your ass. I've been playing <laughs> Champions of your ass with my wife. It's a game that we enjoy playing. <laughs> Boy. Yes. You should stream it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's allowed. I don't really have much of an update other than uh, we thought we were about to finish it. We thought we were about to finish uh, Champions of your ass. God, I wish you hadn't. Okay. So, other Snowblind games that we played. So, we played the Baldur's Gate games, which right. made... made they made champions of Norath, and they're all about 15 to 18 hours, three acts. Okay. okay, and they feel very complete. When you're done, you're like, ah, it's about right. But this one, we got to like act three, put about 15, 18 hours in. We're like, feels like it's time to wrap this up. Like, kind of, kind of over it right now. Okay, and looked it up, and we're in act three of five, and it's like a 30 hour game. Like, it's okay more it's, than you were. Yeah, and on top of that, expecting. it's already a more difficult game than the ones mm. that we played before. So it's sort of taxing mm. us a little bit. So we'll keep going, but. There might be a chance we stall. Fair enough. Might be a chance mm. that we stall on that. Might go all low, low three on it. Might, might. And then lastly, Shining Force. Um, that sounds like a game that the Q Dog would be uh, have a history with. Is it? Yeah, yeah. You'd think. I don't. I have it in my collection. Um, I've never actually played through it though, mm-hmm. and I'd like to get the sequel. But yeah, mm. so far yeah. I'm liking this one. Uh, it's it's the game that I. It's my podcast listening time because it's sort of a bit mindless. It's it's a tactical RPG, mm-hmm. so you got to be, you kind of kind of got to know what you're doing. But there's not a lot of like text and reading or a lot of story to follow. So I just throw the podcast on my face and and just go to town. There's really not much to say about it other than I'm still plugging away on it. But it is a lot of fun. I really do enjoy it, and uh, hopefully I can get through and play this one and the second one and then all the other sequels because I've heard nothing but fantastic things about the whole series. So very nice. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. So who's up next? Q Dog. Yeah, sure. I'll go. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll just stick with the, uh, I guess, Cartridge Club theme, and I'm playing the Cartridge Club Portable Game of the Month uh, for April. That's Sonic the Hedgehog we mentioned we mentioned earlier, but um, I don't I don't actually have a working Game Gear, I don't think, anymore. Oh. I have like four of them, and not one of them works. Wow. Um, actually, I might have one, but I've decided to just go ahead and uh, play this one on emulation. That's because wow. I, I, I know emulation. I know I'm going to play it on emulation. I'm going to use save states, and unfortunately, wow. I can't. I probably won't count it as a just beat it because that's cheating. No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> but yeah, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe how many save staters we get. You know, it's you can't. Weed no, them I all. know. I just <laughs> I have my I have my own personal. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely uh, playing Sonic the Hedgehog. And actually, I'm going back and forth between that and the Master System version, which are similar, right. but they made some changes to account for the smaller screen of the Game Gear. Um, smaller meaning uh, the actual resolution is less. You you can see less of the uh, play field than ah. you can on the Master System. Right, so, right. I remember that. So, a little different. And the good news is you don't have to play it on the Game Gear, so you don't get like Stage Five Carpal Tunnel with the holding a yeah. giant toaster in your there, hand. So there is that. Good. Yeah, there is that. Yeah. Well, and we don't need batteries. Yeah, we don't need those triple D batteries. Great. Yeah, I don't even know where you buy those now. There, there's a <laughs> light bulbs battery store down the street that I, I don't think they would even know what I was talking about. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> went through so many batteries with That's that thing. it for me, yeah. All right, so I've been playing a couple of different games. Uh, one is Flat Spoon 2. Which is basically a spatula, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Spatula. I call it a spatula. You call it a flat spoon, you know, <laughs> tomato, tomato. Uh, so I've uh, been trying to play through the single campaign. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm just not very good, so it takes me a little while. Now, this is Splatoon uh, 2 for anybody that was confused by, yeah. our, by our jokes. Oh, yeah. But so there is a campaign, and you're saying the campaign's kind of tough. I mean, I've never played a, a Splatoon. Well, but only for me. Well, no, that know, can't be true. For, yes, <laughs> is, it can I mean, totally is it long? True. Is it? Is it? Uh, I mean, how does the campaign no, even work? I don't even really understand how it would work. There's like like you go to one area, and it'll have like um, I don't know four to six uh, levels, and you got to go down into the sewer and go to the level and get the octopath. And collect the octopath or something. I don't okay. know. I just play because <laughs> that's a different game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Okay. Uh, so, um, well, sounds I'm, fun. I think I'm only on like the second area, and I don't even know how many areas there are. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. plus, like, once you get to the area, you kind of got to like climb the different walls and go like jump on the different landings <laughs> and define because i like to play them in order right so you'll have like right now i'm at like four five six seven eight right in this area that's the levels and so i want to play them in order so i'm like half the time it just takes me to figure out which which um section i want to go in so then like i and you can only climb certain walls with your paint and whatever so the game okay. just looks beautiful. I mean, I would just splash around all day. So that's sounds like you're getting your yeah. fun out of it, though. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine, and the and it's a kid friendly game. So that's True. why it works. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. what else? And then I've been been playing Super Mario Odyssey, and that one I'm like like addicted to. Yeah, I just want to keep playing it, and and you know you only need so many moons to move on to the next level. But I'm I'm like no no, no wait I need to find more moons. No yeah. I need to keep going. That's I'm not moving game, on yet. That's how the game goes. It's like yeah I've had plenty, but uh, no, I'm gonna keep digging. Mm-hmm. Find the find the treasure tracker and oh yeah yeah good exactly. Stuff. Well that's good. Yeah, so you're getting your money's worth you out of that one. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, I kind of feel like I could probably finish it pretty quickly. You know, like there's like a certain way. You know, you only need so many moons, and you can do all the levels and then finish it. But I'm taking, I'm, and then you can go back. But I, I want to get as many as I can before I move on. Fair enough. All right. Well, it sounds like you, uh, you got the switch going there. That's good. I'm actually thinking about getting a switch. I got some business trips coming up soon, and I could, I could see myself uh, needing to be occupied by some video games. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll go in on the switch. I don't know. You do it. It's either that yeah, or the Game Gear. Maybe I'll take the Game Gear with me. <laughs> well, I don't know. well, don't forget the cost of the batteries, right, you know, and yeah. then for the weighing the pros and cons of each. <laughs> All right, so that takes us into the discussion. <laughs> and so the way we're going to wrap up this episode is getting to know the Q-Dogs a little bit more. And that's not to say that people that listen to this show don't already know the Q-Dogs pretty well. I'm sure they do. We're but, kind of the S-Poly Kill. We're the new kids on the block, technically speaking, in terms of the Cartridge Club. So yeah. we're still trying to get to know everybody a little bit. 
That's why we wanted to have the uh, the Q dogs on. Yeah, we're going to go full 60 minutes or Diane Sawyer here. We're going to ask the tough questions. <laughs> we're going to ask the tough questions. So we've already asked why they decided to start a YouTube channel, basically. They they were inspired by some other YouTube channels they had seen. They were interested in gaming. They said, why not? And they do the the uh, the In the Q Dog House, which is sort of their unique spin, their right. unique video, which is really neat. Was there any hesitation in starting a YouTube channel? Because it really put you out there, you know? People, your employers might see it. Your family might see it. I mean, is there, was there any was there any point where you were like, is this something that we really want to be known for or anything like that? Yeah. I was super nervous about it. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, uh, that's why we're... That's why we're doing them together, right? Yeah. Is because I wasn't I wasn't going to do it. It was kind of I kind of wanted to do it, and I didn't want to do it alone. And I thought, well, maybe we'll get Melissa on. She came to PRGE, but um, at the time at the time we started it, uh, yeah, I, I was worried about people. You know, I, I didn't tell my friends or family or anything. You know, it was kind of uh, what, what do you call it? Security by obscurity. Mm. You know, yeah. I kind of mm. figured, well, no one's really going to stumble across it, and and. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, there was definitely some hesitation, and you can kind of see if you look at our initial videos, and everybody will say this, but we were kind of awkward and nervous and, yeah. and stuff Not like looking that. at the camera correctly. And so, uh, you know, you know, you go, you get a little older, you get a little wiser, maybe, or a little bit more indifferent, and now I, I really don't care. I think I think some of my coworkers know about it, uh-huh. uh, not to the point where they're coming up to me and saying, "Hey, I got a box load of really expensive old games I want to give you." Darn! Uh, but uh, we're hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping someday. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, there there is definitely some hesitation, and I think you know, uh, some people have kind of said, "Really, you're do- you're doing a YouTube channel yeah. on, on video games?" But I don't care anymore. That's good. Uh, uh, it's whatever. It's fun. We we do it for fun, and we do it, you know, to the degree that it is fun. Uh, where it's not a job, it's not something that overtakes, you know, the rest of our stuff. So sure, that's where we're at. Yeah, your your stuff is certainly. I mean, it's 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 obviously family friendly. It's clean and enjoyable. I I've had the same uh, the same hesitation even with Polykill. We're a little more boisterous. We 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 see things like handsome sour ass and uh you know often worried is like what if my employer found this what if what if some of our yeah. our sponsors found this and they were like hey isn't that guy isn't that the guy we gave a grant to to do research for us and and he's he's wearing a backwards ball cap yelling handsome sour ass into a microphone <laughs> So, yeah. to your point, and I really like it, uh, security by obscurity is what Jake and I are making on. We don't want to get popular, so um, we can stay uh, nice and ni- nice and secure down here. No, it's true. <laughs> I just said that because we're not popular. Uh, it's sort right. of is a <laughs> justification. That, yeah, that's the ego security. You're popular with us. Yeah. Uh, so I got I got to know though, because I know you got young children. Do they care that Mon Pa have a have a YouTube channel? Do they even understand that that's cool? <laughs> well. I don't know if they think it's cool. They think other people on YouTube are cool, mm. but I wouldn't say mom and dad are cool. Yeah. My my kids, our kids are pretty they're they're used to YouTube. They're they're really into Minecraft, so they lo- they watch a lot of Minecraft stuff. Uh my eldest has asked about doing stuff on YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, so um, they definitely d- don't think it's a problem, and I think it's been a part of their lives. You know, like like today we were talking about. They kind of understand that when we do this stuff, when we do YouTube or when we do streaming or when we do podcasts, um, you know, they uh, they have to stay off the internet and they have to behave and stuff like that. So, sort of this this is going to be a part of their lives. I think is the, uh, the, the what am I trying to say the the social media or the the YouTube and the streaming and the all that kind of stuff is is definitely something they're familiar with, and I don't necessarily it makes I don't think it necessarily makes them think we're less cool than we would be. <laughs> I think they already kind of know that we're not that cool, but um, they're, they're 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 pretty okay with it, except for the fact that it means they can't be on the internet at certain times, <laughs> and they don't like that. But, but uh, well, I mean, it's cool that yeah, you're. I mean, everything in this day and age is documented, but you're really documenting something for them that. Um, they might appreciate much later and i think that's pretty cool yeah because well, yeah I, that'd be nice Let, let's hope yeah. yeah i think about the things i grew up with my parents and like one of the things that we used to come together over was my dad had found these clever ways to steal hbo for us and that really that really brought <laughs> us together but none of that's none yeah, of that's recorded sure. we used to sit around and watch whatever was on hbo even if we didn't like it because we stole it yeah. and we were going to watch it 
and and, and that's HBO. That. So yeah, those are yeah. those are some special things. So that's you know those are the things we grew up with. I wish we had grown up with uh, with YouTube. My parents have made YouTube channels, so I, th- I think it's cool that you're doing it, and uh, I really do hope your kids great uh, enjoy it at some point, even if they Appreciate mock you it. now. Uh, <laughs> at what point did you guys unite with the Cartridge Club? Were you already sort of affiliated with some people when you started the YouTube channel, or did the YouTube channel bring you uh, into that? Oh, no, there was no affiliation. Yeah, we uh, we, knew were, we were our own. Um, we had listened to um, a now defunct podcast called Retro Rejects. Okay, yeah. Uh, and so the Cartridge Bros, P1 and P2, were on that podcast. And I had kind of heard a little bit about this Cartridge Club and the Cartridge Bros. And then when they were on it, Eric and I were talking and we're saying, you know, you know, they've got this club, they play games, you know, it might be cool to kind of join and like get to know these people and we might actually start playing more games uh, yeah. instead of just collecting them. <laughs> and um, so that's just kind of how it started. Like we kind of, you know, we got on Twitter and we um, started talking with club members and it just kind of, you know, grew from there. Yeah. 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 I mean, it ended up being a really great community, right? That yeah. we wanted to participate more and more in. And I think we've, we've been really lucky, right? We've met mm-hmm. some really great people. Um, it started out just as anybody starts that we just, we kind of reached out to them and participated in the forums and on Twitter and got to meet more and more people and, uh, kind of snowballed from there. And it, it's been a really, uh, it's been a really positive, uh, uh, part of our lives for the last few years. So, uh, and as you you know, at the Q Dog House, you know, it, be, it was something that we did to kind of participate more with the uh, Cartridge Club. That really uh, changed sort of the focus of our channel to just sort of putting stuff out there uh, to more of uh, an interaction, saying, "Hey, you know, this is what we're doing." We talked about the the content in the Cartridge Club we were you know consuming and what we've been up to, and so um, it kind of changed the whole trajectory. And it's been a really really great great experience. Yeah, it really is a great group of people. They're they're very supportive. Maybe maybe even to a fault. Sometimes you're like, "Come on, give me give me some real feedback, man. Come on, kick, kick me, kick me a little bit. Tell I me what know you didn't." Was shit. But everybody's so awesome and so great. And it's what makes things like uh, you know you, you went to the uh, the Midwest um, Gaming Classic. Is that right? Um, yeah. I always get the initials confused. But you got that, and then Chicago, yeah. and and then there's the Berry Game Exchange, and there's all these ways that you can you can meet up with these people. And mm-hmm. while it's not it's not a large group of people, it's some of the best people, and I think that's why that's why the Cartridge Club is is, is special. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, quality definitely quantity. All right, well let's let's step back a little bit and talk about what got you into gaming in general, because we you 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 obviously came together. I don't know if you came together over gaming. That'd be fun if you did, but um, it, it's definitely something that you <laughs> share, and you you share the passion through uh, you know not only just the YouTube's, but but um, through playing the games together. So, what are some of your earliest individual gaming memories? You want to go? Okay. Um, I, as a kid, my dad uh, would get us awesome presents. And so my dad um, bought us, uh, and ColecoVision bought us an Atari 2600 and bought us uh, an NES when I was younger. Wow. You know, at, at the times when they came out. So, and I also had a cousin who um, would get all the best stuff too. She was an only child, so mm. she had everything. Oh, man. And um, so, between her and us, we, you know, played video games as um, we grew up. So, and I have two younger siblings, so all three of us uh, would, you know, play the games. My brother right now has our Atari that we had as a kid. Um, where ColecoVision, we don't know what happened to it, and then the NES. Uh, I think he's got that. I think he's got that too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So was your brother a smooth talker yeah. back then? He talked your dad into getting you all those sweet toys. <laughs> 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 well, I think it just kind of organically happened. So. No. All right, uh, Q Dog. What about you? Yeah. Well, my my earliest memory is uh, my folks bringing home one day a uh, a large box and a couple of smaller boxes, and we had no idea what they were. And it turns out they were the Atari Twenty Six Hundred and a couple of games that my mom actually bought, kind of with my dad, but it was for him for his birthday to try to get him. You know, this was up and coming, right? This new technology mm-hmm. and these games and stuff. And so she was trying to maybe get him interested in. Uh, 
a hobby or something, you know, because he, he didn't do much. And so, of course, she bought it, you know, for him and he expressed absolutely no interest in it. And after a, a little bit of time, the kids took over and it became it became kind of our Atari and uh, was relegated to the, the basement television where where we could play uh, without disturbing too much of the house. But, yeah, I grew up with the Atari. Um, you know, bowling, I think, was the first game we tried. And then we got Space Invaders. And the first game I ever bought with my own money was uh, Missile Command for the Atari 2600. So that was uh, that was kind of what we, my very younger days, uh, what we played. It seems like most people's first console memory starts out with their dad brought something home and they didn't know what it was. Because you have that. <laughs> yeah. I think Duke also sort of had that story in his recent... Uh, that's uh, right. Stuck in yeah. the 80s video. And then actually for Christmas one year, I got the NES. And I remember unwrapping it and being like, they were kind of taken aback that I wasn't like excited. But I was like, I honestly don't know what it is. Like, I'm five. I don't know. <laughs> what do you I wasn't reading consumer magazines. I'm sorry. You're going to have to make this work before I get excited. So, yeah, yeah that happens a lot. But, you know, turns out it shaped us all into the people we are today. Absolutely. Uh, I, I seem to remember in our collect call uh, interview almost a year ago now, you had mentioned something about, I don't know if you went to college near Melissa. I'm talking to you, Eric. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you went to college near <laughs> Melissa or whatever, but at some point you said that, uh, maybe, I don't know if you said this, but I seem to remember, you remember her playing Doom or something in college, and that's, that's sort right. of how you got to know each other maybe, or, or you just knew that about her. I thought that was interesting. So can you can you speak to that a little bit? Because yeah sure yeah, yeah. we so yeah we went to college at the same university and uh, video gaming isn't what what you know isn't how we met right. or anything you know we just met through friends we lived in the same dorm um but i do recall you know one of my earlier memories was you know i, I had a you know i had a pc you know windows pc or something and a uh, dos uh, you know and uh i had that in my in my dorm room you know and i had doom you know we had we had acquired, if you will, a copy of Doom. It was sort of the big thing at the time. Uh, so I'll date myself a little bit there. Doom had come out, and I had a PC that could run it. And so I was playing it or whatever. You know, Melissa was in the dorm room, and she said, yeah, I want to try this. And so she sat down, and she played it. And I remember thinking, you know, this is really cool. This this girl was interested in sitting down and playing this, you know, somewhat ultra, you know, somewhat violent, a little bit scary. I remember she was a little nervous about uh Oh, the cyber yeah. demon or whatever was the thing that <laughs> shoots some missiles and clomps around. But I thought it was really cool that she was interested in sitting there and, and playing the game. So uh, that, that was one of our, I think, it would be my earliest memory playing games together. And Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. My mom had played um, the old Wolfenstein wow. on the PC. So, you know, and Doom is kind of similar, right? right. Yeah. You know? Uh, and so that's you know, like, I kind of was like, oh, this is kind of like that, and it looked kind of cool, and so I was like, hey, can I play that? <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. All right. Well, that's that's basically wrapping up the show. Do um, mm-hmm. you have anything, Jake? No, I, you know, I just enjoyed the, uh, you know, the anecdotes and the, the stories, and <laughs> always liked, uh, you know, listen to people's perspective on things. So, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's th- that era, the the being in college when around Doom came out is an era that I'm slightly envious of for a couple mm. reasons. One, some of the best music dropped around that time too. Like, you know, like uh, you know, that's when like Nirvana was hot, and there was like ACDC's Razor mm-hmm. Edge had just dropped, and like Aerosmith's, you know, Get a Grip, and like the music I was really into was getting hot around then. You know, it's like transitioning from hair metal to grunge, and then there's like Doom's yeah. dropping, Wolfenstein's hot. Uh, Schindler's List came out around then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Use your illusion, too. I mean, what a time to be like. I'm, I'm jealous of you guys. You got to spend all that cool time together. I had to grow up in That's true, the, year, yeah. you know, like the turn of the century. It wasn't, wasn't that fun. It's gross. It was, it was pretty gross, for being honest. <laughs> uh, sorry. But, uh, no, it's okay. It was great. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for, for being on our show. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciated it. Up the quality a little bit, I think. Uh, that's yeah. good. Definitely class oh. up. Thanks for having us. Yeah, um, this is great. This is fun. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Awesome. Glad you enjoyed it. Yes. And uh, yeah, let's do it again sometime. What do you guys think? Oh, love anytime. To. Yep. Awesome. You can ask us anytime. I don't know. Maybe we'll yeah. throw the kids upstairs and we'll be ready. <laughs> yep. They're <laughs> yeah, used perfect. to it. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Peace. Bye.